Everybody, it's your boy Hans. And this is Tristan. Welcome to the Hans and Tristan podcast. Good to see you, Tristan. How are you doing? I am doing I'm trying to stay cool because this heat is just it's too much. You see, I ain't got my yeah. wig up. It's too much. Yeah, it's not a game down here in the ATL. Well, it's been 90s for the past three weeks. That's three? what I'm saying. Like, I'm not understanding like what's going on. <laughs> like, how are we supposed to kill Rona in this heat? <laughs> Listen, we're going to fry it. We're going to do something. <laughs> it helps the germs manifest when it's hot. All right. Maybe that'll keep people inside and, you know, not having to go out and wear their mask. Please wear your mask. BT Dubs. I feel like we're going to have to mention that on every show. Wear your mask. Please. You know these folks are like, let me tell you something. I saved a lot of money on lipstick from wearing my mask. Because I'm like, I'm not putting on lipstick. <laughs> Like, why am I putting on lipstick? No one's going to see my lippy lips. So I might as well just, like, my Ruby Roo has been lasting. So, yeah. Wear your mask. point out the financial benefits of wearing a mask, Tristan. Listen, I'm all Y'all here giving gems. <laughs> Wear your mask. Save y'all some money. Facts. Save you some money, too, because you ain't got to go get tested for Rona and be in the hospital and all that. So Right. That part. But um, today, we're going to talk about mental health and relationships. So for those who are unaware, Kanye West had another meltdown and he went on, you know, multiple Twitter rants, sharing some, I guess, personal intimate details about his relationship with Kim, how, you know, um, it was thought about aborting their first child, um, how he said that they try to get doctors to, you know, take him away, all of that. And, um, I know we've talked about Kanye before. We've talked about the Kardashians before and their impact, whether positive or negative, on the culture and what they bring or don't bring. But I thought that given his rant and what people were discussing about it, I thought that having a significant other who has severe or significant mental health issues is something that's not really talked about and the other side of that because we often do focus on the person who's struggling or dealing with the mental health issues rather than their significant other who's tied with them and how they cope and what they need to do and what they can do to kind of get through these tough times especially if you're dealing with something as severe as bipolar but I think it's a dimension that we don't really hear too much about and it's worth talking about. I totally agree. See, my perspective is this. This is how I feel. I think when he asked her for the abortion, he wasn't in a manic phase. I think, because you know, well, you didn't know. I'm educating you because you know I've been keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, but yes, um, yes. she was definitely pregnant with his baby while still married to Chris. So I think that was the reasoning for him asking for the abortion, me personally. Now, I think he was definitely spilling all the beans while in a manic phase because he was telling the tea, honey. I'm like, hold on, I can't keep up. But at the <laughs> end of the day, um, I think it, it, it sheds light because a lot of it shows you the counterpart he has. He mentioned his family not being in Wyoming with him and being in LA to, form, um, to film um, Keeping Up With The Kardashians for E. And I'm just like, but these things say a lot, right? in regards to their relationship and their relationship dynamic, because if you have a counterpart who is going through something, 
why are you not with them? And I think that also sheds a light on how serious people take mental health because if he was, i.e., um, on his deathbed or something like that, you're not going to leave him. But because you aren't informed of the mental health situation, then you leave him or you choose to leave him to go film and you take your kids and you leave him by himself. Right, right. So I think, though, for me, it's pertinent that they didn't sit down and have that, like, difficult conversation because you really have to so if you if you're seeing your partner you know kind of go down this hole and dealing with this like it's to me especially if you're married right it's important for you to sit down and have a conversation okay so how do you want me to support you during this time right like you first have to sit here and confront the fact that hey there's mental health issues here if you haven't already, I would hope by the time you're married, you have talked about this, right? But nevertheless, okay, hey, I see you're dealing with depression or whatever the mental health issue is, okay? So how are you appropriately dealing with this or managing your mental health? And also as your significant other, as your spouse, how can I adequately support you in, you know, keeping you up to par with your mental health? What are some things that I can do to help you maintain a healthy you know mental health what can i do to help so when it is bad or when it's falling off the rails what are the signs what do i need to look out for and if these things happen what's the best way to support you i don't think that they've really had those like point blank conversations i just don't see kanye as the type to say hey kim so um i suffer from bipolarism and when i go through these episodes this is what you can do this is what I, you get what i mean i don't right. see I don't see that happening, which is something that needs to happen in a relationship such as a marriage, because you guys are literally tied to each other. Right. And I think that our listeners need to understand for those who are in relationships where, you know, mental health is an issue or you have a partner who is, you know, dealing with some type of mental health issue. It's important to have these uncomfortable because they are, they are uncomfortable, but yet, and still what's the difference between that and, a partner who has cancer or some type of underlying disease lupus or you get what i mean like you still have to come up front and say okay this is what i'm dealing with this is what i'm bringing to the table this is what i need from you right. and to me this is clear evidence from kanye that they don't know how to deal with this right and i think part of it i mean because let's be real this is really nothing new if you go back to when he interrupted taylor swift when you go back to what he said about, you know, Bush don't like black people, like those were all signs in and of itself of what, you know, we're seeing now. Now it's just on a more extreme scale. So to me, it's like those conversations definitely need to be had. But then, like you said, the, the vulnerability of accepting the help is imperative too, because the reality is these are still adults, right? Mm -hmm. So even if they're suffering with, with mental health issues, they're still adults and they still have the right to deny or refuse any help from anyone until they're harmed to themselves or someone else. No, and that's definitely true. But also I think that, you know, we talk about off, we often talk about the amounts of things that you have to do before you get into a serious relationship. You know, one of my mantras is relationships equal work. So, Ooh, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we often talk about the work that it takes to build a long-lasting and strong relationship and I just wonder if they did the work on the mental health side just like you said the other person definitely has to be willing but also the other person who may not have that you know 
or be dealing with that mental health issue has to also make that decision. Am I willing to deal with this? And what does it mean for our relationship that, you know, this is an issue? Is this something that I can bear with you or I'm willing to support you with? Or is this a deal breaker? You have to kind of be honest. Like, so you have to understand, just like Tristan said, okay, if they're not willing to get help, am I going to be able to deal with what that means and what that looks like? Exactly. Do I want to deal with what that means and what that looks like? But how right? realistic, like we we all know, like at the end of the day, how realistic is it that couples are having these conversations prior to actually getting in relationships? It's very, it's very rare. And we know that it's very rare. <clears throat> and I think that's part of the problem because like you said, it's like once you're in it and you're fully committed, then you're kind of over your head with the situation. You're uninformed and it's kind of like you're being blindsided. And most times with people who have these mental health issues, they are unaware of what it is. They just know something isn't right mm -hmm. until they get that initial diagnosis. But then, you know, by then it's like, okay, so do I leave this person because they have this diagnosis? But again, you have to understand what you can deal with, what you can't deal with. It's the same thing no. with financial, financial strains in a relationship. Having those conversations and understanding, okay, this person has debt. Can I deal with this? Like, do I not want to deal with this? Right. No, and no, I agree. And it's, um, it's like you said, how realistic it is. I think we're in a society where we're very reactive. So it's when it pops up, it's when it's happened. It's like, oh, so this is what I'm getting into. Mm -hmm. And I would just hope that if you're going into a relationship as significant and as long lasting as marriage, that you are having full open well, <laughs> open book conversation. Kardashian, this is her third marriage. So clearly they're not lasting, <laughs> honey. They're not long lasting in her eyes. This is probably the longest marriage she's ever been in. And yeah, then the thing is, is, she moved away from her husband. So it's like, y'all don't even live under the same roof. Come on now, really? Yeah, and then no, also think about it, this is the person you also procreated with. Y'all have kids together. Are you need to inform yourself of what's going on with him just in case it's, you know, genetic. No, and that's facts. And listen, for those of you who are in a relationship, you're not married, don't feel bad if you don't want to deal with that. Regular relationships are not for better or for worse. Marriage is for better or for worse. When you're at that point, yeah, it's for better or for worse. You got to deal. At least that's how I feel. You got to deal. But when it comes to, um, to me, like regular relationships, like you see this person going off the deep end and they don't want to do anything to help themselves. They're not accepting any help. And they also are not willing to have that sit down with you or tell you anything about it. Yo, please dip. Please do. So you think in a marriage, if someone's in that same dynamic where they're refusing help, they're refusing to better themselves, and it's affecting the entire dynamic of the family, even the children's well-being, the person should still stay? Short of abuse, yes. Damn, I must be a shitty person because... That's just me. Short of abuse. Like I said, if it doesn't, for me, if it doesn't cross the line. So like, you know me, I'm, I'm about to get married. So me and my fiance, we talked about all this stuff, you know, open and everything. But um, let's say something pops up that none of us knew and everything like that, and it's it's huge um, for me. Short of abuse, I'm I'm with it because that's just for me. That's what marriage is. So for better or for worse, and this is worse. We don't anticipate the worst. Like we have an idea, but generally speaking, the worst we can never think about it. It just happens, and we're just like having we're and we have to make that decision. But anything short of abuse um putting anybody or anybody in danger um, i'm gonna deal with it like let's, let's figure it out <laughs> as soon as you start affecting my child's health and well-being 
I gotta go. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I have to go because at the end of the day, like, you have the ability to get help and you're choosing not to, right? And whether that choice is because you're not fully equipped, you're not ready, you're not aware, whatever the case may be, or this is just part of your mental health. But I still have to think, and, and this is just me as a parent, I have to put my children's health and well being prior to my mate. And that's probably why I don't need to fucking get married. <laughs> no, and, and like, people, and that's honestly a big discussion oftentimes in different households because of, I guess, the hierarchy of things, right? So oftentimes people um, have differences in hierarchy and they fail to kind of discuss that before they enter into a permanent relationship. But some people, they put things differently. So I know, um, was it last year? I think it was last year. Um, Aisha Curry, she was on some type of uh, show and they were talking about it and she made the reference and she was basically saying, no, my relationship with my husband comes before the kids. Like that's how the hierarchy works for her. And people were, you know, bashing her and people were going back and forth. And I was like, well, y'all can't decide what works for them. Like that's, that's right. on them. You get what I mean? But I, you bring up a good point though, but your dynamic is different than mine. So I don't have a kid. Right. You get what I mean? So there's certain things that I don't have to worry about that you definitely have to take into consideration and you have to worry about because at the end of the day, right. you are responsible for Genesis's health. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's not something I think about because I don't have a child. So I don't have to consider right. that. I just have and to I consider think what's good. What she me. was saying is accurate. Like when you have two, you know, parents, or to people in a marriage, your marriage should, you know, come before the child because at the end of the day, the health of that marriage is also trickling down in that child, where that child is going right. to benefit from that healthy relationship. I'm That's talking exactly about what she it, said. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm talking about when it's an unhealthy relationship where whether me or myself is harming myself and indirectly harming the child. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, so say, for that. example, if I had a counterpart who was an alcoholic, no, he's not physically harming my child. But if you're getting DUIs and all this other stuff and you can't keep a job and blah, 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 and you're making these decisions that are harming yourself and it's affecting the household and the greater good, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, shit, I got it, yeah. <laughs> well, you could still be separated and still be married. That doesn't mean you're giving up on a marriage. Um, you could still, I've seen it um, multiple times. We have clients. They say, hey, we're going to move out till you get this together. You know, and we're going to support you. We're going to give you time, but we can't put our family and kids. It's usually involving kids, just like your situation. Um, we can't allow you to continue to put our kids in jeopardy. Until you get this together, <laughs> we're not going to live in the same, you know, and everything like that. So um, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. It's 50-50 for me when it gets to that point. Sometimes they get back together. Sometimes it just ends to, you know, divorce. So uh, you really kind of have to take it case-by-case case situation. I just can speak, you know, just for me and just knowing me and how I bang. Like I said, anything short of abuse, um, we don't have to figure it out. But that doesn't mean, like, we're going to be in the always have to be in the same household. Does that make sense? So when it comes yeah. to cases like that, alcoholism or any other uh, issues where you need to be um, <laughs> taken to a facility or, you know, you need that time to get yourself together, do that. But, you know, everybody's not like that. Some people stay and they're not understanding that oftentimes that can bring more harm, right? You know, you sometimes you need to give that space to get it together. It doesn't mean you're giving up on a relationship. You're just giving time to let them figure it out. And yeah. it happens. It's like, think about it. How many times have we seen kids that have to be committed? And parents have that guilt, right? They have that guilt because they feel like they're tearing them from the family that they 
um, giving up on the kids, you know, all the guilt and things that yeah. we have to work with our clients on. And, and it's really not that. Yes, they feel that, but you're really doing what's best for the child and your family yeah. in the same breath. You know, it's just like they need so much help that you unfortunately don't have the resources to give that child. So you have to go to someone else. You have to outsource that yeah. so that child can get. It doesn't mean they're no longer part of the family. It just means that they have to get help outside this family system. You know, yeah, and I think for that for that scenario, I think again as a parent, the scariest part is you're sending your child to a location that you have no idea what it looks like, what it consists of. Because a lot of parents, when their kids get committed, they don't understand. They never set foot in these institutions. They never set foot in these, you know, circles. So they're learning as they. So you really have to send your child to this unknown place, and that shit is fucking scary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. But that's just my piece. That's probably why I'm single. Because you guys can say, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You be like, look, I got a whole full-time job. Do you want me to come home and work with your ass, too? Like, it, it's just too much. No, too listen, much. it is. And then, like you said, you have a child. So that has a whole nother issue. Because um, I often wonder how that dynamic works when you have another child and you're you're going into a relationship with somebody who doesn't have a child. Mm. Like, how does that work? You know, like, how do you decide, you know, <laughs> what goes where? What, how does the hierarchy look? Because technically that child was there before this relationship was, was created, right? Absolutely. So, so it's like, how, does, how do you guys decide, you know, See, and what I think to me, and this is my perspective, right? And this makes me think of Sierra and Russell, right? So if you have a counterpart who is providing for the family, then it's easier to put that counterpart before the child because it's all full circle, right? So no one is getting left out and being cared right. for because everyone is caring for everyone and it's kind of a check and balance situation. But when it's like the mom is caring for the child and the mom is caring for the husband, but the husband is only caring for the mom, that's when it becomes kind of tricky because then you have this mom who is divided and it's a lot of work on one person. Mm. So that's right. why I say if it's like where, okay, the father is taking care of everyone and then the mom is taking care of everyone and then it's a whole full circle situation, then no one feels left out of the circle. No, yeah, yeah. And um, it gets even more <laughs> complex too when they have kids on their side too. Right? family. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I definitely get that because um, it's, a, it's another type of conversation to have, right? So like, okay, I know you've been doing this with your child. This is what I do with my child. So how do we bring that together? Right? What are you looking for? What am I looking for? It, it's 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 a whole lot. I get why you're single, Tristan. I Listen, did. that's why I'm like, I'm so happy my child is older. Cause even when I do date, it's like, yo, my child good. Like, you know, yes, I want you to do for us because we're a package. You can't have a cat without the kitten. But at the end of the day, it's just like my child is here, but she's not to the point where she is a toddler or something like that where she needs to constantly be around. So we have the luxury of, you know, and I say we like I got a man, but I don't. But <laughs> <laughs> I have the luxury of being able to be like, all right, baby, like I'm gonna go be with da 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 you good, you straight, you gonna go hang with your people. You know what I'm saying? Cause she has her own life outside of me where smaller children are more codependent on their parents. So mm -hmm. it's easier. But even when she leaves, I'm like, I ain't got time for all that. Like I, that's why I don't date nobody who ain't got no kids because then you're going to want kids. I ain't got time for that. 
and I need you to have older, older kids. Don't have no little, little baby kids. If you ain't got kids in elementary school or younger, don't even, don't even, don't even. And middle school is pushing it, okay? Like, I need you to have all older kids, high school or older, preferably college. Fellas, are you, are you writing this down? Just <laughs> If you want to step to, to Tristan, make sure you got all these uh, uh, bullet points. Because kids also add to the complexity of the work in a relationship, right? So no, in small relationships and work, adding children also adds to the relationship's work and the strain, not necessarily strain in regards to a bad thing, but that's extra task and how those tasks are going to be divided. No, it's true. And we can even talk about it in the bad sense because you have to explain or um, process that situation, whatever you're going through, not only for yourself, but for the child as well. So let's talk about Kim, right? So for example, what we were talking about, um, I know her kids are young, but in the future, she's going to have to explain this. Or even now, like, why is daddy gone? Like, what's going on? Like, these are conversations you're going to have to have with your kids. So it's like you said, it trickles down. So if the top's not healthy, then <laughs> you're, you're basically sending unhealthy um, signals, signs, whatever behaviors to your children. Absolutely. So it is, it is important to have these conversations. And even when you're a parent of a child who has severe mental health issues, right? You as a parent or as a couple have to decide, okay, what are we going to do here and how are we going to handle it? Especially, you know, in the Black community where we are so bad at getting help for these, not only because there's a lack of resource, but also there's just this, this kind of culture within that you just get over. It's, it's that struggle, right? You know, that, right. that, that, that survival mentality that we're always in and we don't always have to be in. We can actually reach out and thrive in different places, but that's even another dynamic. So if you're in a relationship and you have kids, you and your spouse have to decide, okay, how are we going to help our child manage their mental health? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because I, I do, I feel like, and we see it all the time with our parents, they always feel like, well, as long as I'm providing clothing, food and shelter, I'm good. Wow. I, I did my job, right? Wow. You know, like, no, there's so much more to being a parent than doing just that. You have to provide for the overall health. So it's like, it's something you have to think about as well. So as a parent, even with Kim, like you said, some things are genetic. So if you're starting to see signs of your, in your child, like, those are conversations you're going to have to do and handle. And it makes it more complex if that partner, aka Kanye, is not doing the right things, is not putting his mental health at a priority. So how do you then get the help to deal with your child who may have? I'm not saying that children, it's just a, you know, hypothetical. hypothetical right, but, but even, right, because that, that sets a tone on your coping mechanisms and managing, you know, mm-hmm. what you have. So if you have a parent who manages their, you know, mental health or even manage their stress, through, you know, drugs or, you know, drinking or whatever the case may be, then as a child, nine times out of 10, you're going to pick up those same habits unless you find other outlets or a more healthier habit. So yeah, I agree. Like it's, it's tough. It is tough when you're dealing with someone in any capacity with, you know, mental health issues or even behavioral issues. Like it's very complex, especially if you're uninformed. Mm. No, so, that's... I don't know, honey, but... That's facts. Listen, I wish them the best of luck. I do like what I'm seeing that some people are coming in to check in on him. I just I wonder. Dave Chappelle went to go check on him. Yeah, Dave Chappelle, Dame Dash, and Bieber. I just wonder what's happening with these check ins. I know Dave Chappelle has actually like a real relationship with him, 
and Dave Chappelle himself has had his share of breakdowns and everything. So I feel like that check-in is like a legit, like behind the scenes, I can sit down, hey, bro, are you taking care of yourself? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, right, the, the right. Beaver one, I'm not sure. But sure, why are you here? Like, why are you here, little boy? I don't know. You know, he's had a couple breakdowns of it. I don't, right, I don't, he got, got out of rehab and got married. Right, right. So I don't, I don't know, but I am glad to see that some people are actually like going in to be like, you good, bro? Like, you good? And one thing I did want to mention, like, Dave Chappelle said it, um, fame, with fame brings certain things, and we don't understand the amount of pressure that comes with that level of celebrity oftentimes. But understand that it is a balance, and I think Kanye has shown that he doesn't have that balance Mm -hmm. because with that pressure, it also exposes your weaknesses and areas that you need to improve on. And this right. is clearly an area that Kanye needs to improve on. Right. And um, it, it also doesn't help when you're in a, when you're married into a family that makes their living off of exposing their personal, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not like with Kanye, he has his craft and then he can go and have his personal life. But now you're in a situation with the Kardashians where their personal life is literally aired every week. You know what I'm saying? So it becomes more complex to even have a safe haven. How do you feel about, um, I saw the report, I think it was earlier this week, of basically her saying that she doesn't want any, anybody to film what's going on right now. It's not going to make the show. Because, you know, she's top producer on the show, so she has that say. So how do you feel about that? Like her not wanting to air that side of what's going on right now on the show? Again, they... They manipulate their show to maintain their image, right? And I've seen it with all their counterparts. They, 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 they control the dialogue of the show, again, to maintain their image and their brand. So a lot of it is why they exclude Rob, their brother, and why they exclude other people, because some people aren't going to conform to the, the role playing and stuff like that. So I think... Again, this is just another tactic that the Kardashians use to control the narrative of their brand. Because most times, like, if you notice, like, she'll do something and be so disassociated with Kanye and what she does. And it's just like, hmm. But y'all were so enmeshed when you wanted to get on the cover of Vogue, when you wanted to do all these other things. Like, y'all were so enmeshed. But now that you've kind of taken off and beyond him, you no longer need him. Then now you're like, okay, well, now we still want to exclude him from this because he's been excluded many times from the show. This isn't the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, they do the same thing with Rob. They do the same thing. They did the same thing with, um, what's the one that, uh, the best one played that uh, Chloe was married? Lamar Odom. Like, soon as shit hit the fan, they exclude them because it tarnishes their brand. So I'm not surprised. And you know what's interesting, though? The theme with all those guys are mental health. Rob has some severe mental health depression, I think it was. Um, Odom, the list is long. Um, so it's kind of like a theme that they don't quite know how to handle and deal with those situations. Wow. Um, which is why a lot of people have actually been critical of them and their quote-unquote worth as a family support system and how far they've let Kanye go. I know you've talked about it at length on the show if you are willing to exclude your own biological brother because he's fucking up your brand that lets you know that any fucking body 
And the thing is, you're talking about Chris, their mom. Like she is probably the best businesswoman I've ever met. But because she can't exploit Rob, he has no value to her. So I'm just like, they, that's, that's just what they do. I'm not surprised. I don't understand why people still line up to even fuck with them. That's just me at the end of the day. Hey, man. Money talks. That's Money does is. talk. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to really gain from the situation. No, but I think they create that illusion for people. You know what I mean? For people who are not really aware and don't see what's going on, like kind of like what we do and piece it together, they give an allure, uh, you know, some kind of, they sell you a dream. They really do sell you a dream of fame and fortune. And a lot of people don't have the, the fortitude to turn that down. Right. And then you think about the black men, again, who line up like to be with the Kardashian, that is a bragging right. But then to to what, to what extent, if you're going to leave broken and your career is in the trash, like, is it really worth it? Listen, man, people are, are feeling like it's a gauntlet that they can get through unscathed. No, I wouldn't even risk it. I'm good because you know what? One thing I know when you fuck with like toxic people, Like, they've been doing that shit all their life. They were bred into that shit, right? So you going into their arena, there's no way in hell you go in. And then there's just something they do. They're bred for that shit. So, I mean, best of luck. (laughs) (laughs) More power to you. Right, because it becomes an issue. You know, like, even with when we talk about the whole thing with um, Seer and Future, like, Women are still lining up to fuck with Future, right? And I don't know that man personally, but at the end of the day, I can see some toxic shit from a fucking mile away. Anytime you bring your new bitch to your old bitch's baby shower, like, really? Really? You ain't gonna tell me that's not some messy ass shit. This chick is still pregnant with your child and you got a new bitch coming through? But listen, though, it's, it's what we just said before. If he offers that allure of a check or financial security, some chicks are willing to jump on that, especially in the day and age that we live in. You know that. How many chicks are lining up trying to to get, quote unquote, saved by having a baby or trap a dude by having a baby so they could get put on and take them straight to court and get that money? Like, that's- I get it. I'm not hating on nobody's come up. But have a baby with a nigga who got the financial means at the end of the day. Because this is not like Floyd Mayweather or somebody. Like, he got the money to produce ma- mass-produce children. I just personally don't feel like Future has that kind of coin. Future got money. He's, he don't got Floyd money, but he got money. How much they, money do okay, you think he's producing per month in child support for a, one real. child? Let's be real. But also, no, you got to check your privilege, Tristan. You got to bring it down, though. If you're a chick who's out here barely making a G a month and this dude could offer you 100 Gs in child support, you're, you're jumping on that. But that's 100 Gs over 18 years. Do the math. They, they ain't go to school, Tristan. So <laughs> what I'm saying is they're getting that. And no, he's banking more than that. He's banking more than that. So what I'm saying is they're looking at what they have right now compared to what he can potentially offer and they're willing to risk it my thing is that's a lot to risk having a baby to me that's not an easy thing you're putting your life at risk yeah i know you're young girls but you're still putting your life at risk and then he's not taking care of that child you're taking care of that child 
Think about it like this. 100 G's for one baby over 18 years. That's 5,000 a year. A year. No, 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 no. I'm talking about they 100 G's like a month. He ain't giving out no 100 G's a month to no motherfucking baby. I'm sorry. It's not happening. He ain't got that. He's not doing it like that. It's no way in hell. Because imagine all them kids like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't know. He's he's worth forty mil, so he's got it. Right, he got but something. But that's not forty mil lucrative cash sitting in the bank right now. No, no. What I'm saying, hundred G's is on the high end. Honestly, probably get 10, 20 G's a month. Throw it out there for them kids. So when you think about what he gets for features, what he gets off of scans and plays, future. That's why people don't understand. They're like, oh man, he's coming out. No, he has to come out. He literally has a whole bunch of mouths to feed. He has to come out with albums like back to back. Like he has to do it because at the end of the day, that money gonna dry up. And he also doesn't have no regular schmegular girlfriend. That's Lori Harvey. She has a certain lifestyle that she wants to live. And I don't see her coming out of pocket for nothing. So please understand that he has to continue to work and make it. What he doesn't understand is he ain't gonna be popping forever. So I hope he knows he's talented and knows how to pivot. So I hope he has some under... Right, because that's why I'm like, what else are you doing? Because it's not like you're like with T.I. You're going into movies, you know what I'm saying? Or like uh, coming out with alcohol or whatever the case may be or whatever these rappers are doing these days. Who the fuck knows? But what I'm saying is this. There's no way on God's green earth unless you the nigga who own Amazon that I'm going to bust out a motherfucking baby Really, the richest well, man on earth? Listen, the richest man I will on earth. bust it wide open in 2.5 seconds and pray for triplets. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, okay? I'm trying to tell you. Oh, my god. Well, unless you're that nigga that uh, Janet Jackson was with and you get uh, $500 million for one baby, who about it? My thing is this. <laughs> you're using a baby for a come up, honey. No. Because it's not even worth the stress. It's not, it's not worth the stress. Because think about it like this. Whatever money you get, you're going to raise your child in that same lifestyle. So now it's not just you having that lifestyle, but it's a whole nother offspring. So whatever mm. money you get has to stretch between two individuals. And if you have a luxury lifestyle, it's not going to last long. You're right. I get it. But like I said, these, these, these kids, because that's what they are. <laughs> these kids, they're not thinking about that. And it's not even worth it. It's just like, ew. Like, All I'm saying ew. is, they're not thinking about that. They're just thinking about the dolls they see right now, you know? So, but like you said, you know, I guess if Jeff was in front of you, throw it open for him, so. Baby, let me tell you. But I mean, he cut his wife a check, so no problem. That's what I say. He got it. Run yeah, the points. We're going to have his next baby. We're going to have his next baby. 58 bill. <laughs> He said, go ahead, baby. You got it. And I ain't heard him. He's still the richest man. He like, that sh- he like that's a drop in a bucket. Take that, huh? Go on somewhere. Go on somewhere. That's it's nothing, man. Go sit down. I got this. And I'm sitting here <laughs> fucking with these niggas for free and shit. <laughs> Get your life together. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you for joining us as always. Um, you can hit us up on IG, Hans and Tristan Podcast. Don't forget we're on YouTube. The YouTube channel is called Hans and Tristan Podcast. Subscribe. Comment, like, share, tell all your friends. As always, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever I, anywhere, wherever podcasts are heard, 
We're on it. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye.